Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 15. It is called The Invaders. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. The premise of this episode is that a woman on her own, who is simply credited as woman, so we will refer to her as woman for the rest of this. Uh, she's on her own in a little hut, a little house, out in the middle of nowhere. She's making dinner, big, big, big pot. She's making a bit. Honestly, it's a lot of food for one person. I guess she's making like a week's supply or something because she's making it. It's like a witch's like cauldron. Yeah, it, it was like it was like the amount of like a like vapor coming off of it was cauldron levels. It, it looked mist. I think there's a reason for that. You do. I'm gonna wait till you're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So basically, an alien ship. That's quite small in size, lands on the roof of the house. And these miniature little aliens in these little suits, they're basically toys, and they look like toys, but they're they're hunting her throughout the house, and she's like scared and she's running and she's diving and ducking, and that's the episode. There's a twist ending. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. In fact, I'll be impressed if we get past ten minutes on this one. I really will be. Which is not to say anything good or bad about it. I'm not revealing how I feel yet, but it is very straightforward in how much yeah. is in it. Uh, so uh, and no dialogue but barring like one small thing uh, but there's no and there's actually a reason for that as well there's a good reason for it so uh, there we go that is that is the invaders uh, Tara what did you think of the invaders I liked it yeah there you go that's short, that was short and sweet uh, <laughs> yes now I, I also enjoy it. it's a bit goofy in places because of how bad the the little toys look because they're maybe they look like toys right now. And, and she's, yeah. she's so afraid of them and they're like oh, they're just little wind-up toys i mean apparently they're not they're puppets and every time they shoot at her she gets blisters yes <laughs> yeah i'll be honest that kind of took me a minute to realize that's what that was i thought it was something like additionally what i i thought like they were also like giving oh, her like, like cancer or something <laughs> like, because of their aliens and they're, they're spreading so they brought I, smallpox with them yeah and then it occurred to me oh no that's meant to be the with the laser blaster hitting there yeah they're the bullet wounds yeah yes they're the laser wounds yes so i i think yeah there's, there's the, the small issue of like she goes from zero to terrified immediately and despite the fact that they're tiny like maybe the one thing that would improve this would be like Oh, she's more curious at first, and then one of them hurts her, and then she gets scared, and it's okay. But she she goes immediately to, oh my god, I'm dying, I'm dying, without any dialogue. She's silent the whole time. Uh, they're screaming, but no. Well, she is an old woman who lives by herself. Uh, true, but I mean, she's got experience, she's seen some shit. She, she's, Something, she... Something's going on in her home. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the problem people bring up when they talk about the Chucky movies is like yeah but he's like two foot tall you just kick him away you're fine yeah, like, why, why worry yeah. about it uh, this is even that to the extreme because they're so small and there's two I of know. them well people are afraid of spiders they're like one millionth your size that's true but they can move they can scutter about really quickly I think it's the legs that get people over those <laughs> right uh, these things are like ooh, 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 really really clunkily yeah. I don't have any like action figures or dolls, but yeah, they yeah, no. really they just kind of waddle, and yes. then the hand comes up. Everything's like a real. When they fall too, they fall like toys. They don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gravity doesn't seem to work. Yeah, in and their it, favor. And it, it sounds like we're making fun of it, and we, we are kind of, but it's not because I mean, it doesn't work. It, 
they are goofy, but it's still like really fun. And you know, it's it's I, I think of it as a retelling of Jack and the Beanstalk, except from the perspective of the giant. The giant who's just there and these little people show up and start terrorizing her in her home. <laughs> I can yeah, I can see that comparison. I, I uh I think, why that, I think the, it looks like a cauldron. I think it's supposed to be like the fairy tale analogy of like, she's hungry. Like okay. Rod Serling in the, in the beginning says, you know, she's just struggling for food. Like maybe she would try to eat them. I don't know. So the, the, the concepts I think are good. The concepts are why I think this works. I think the direction is also pretty strong because it is just one person on her own hiding and the shadows, they play a lot with the light. There's a lot of candles that go out because she knocks them over or she'll light a new candle. There's a lot of playing with the light and darkness of it, which it kind of has to do with just one person just sneaking around the house on their own. It's not even that big a house. You have to have a lot of interesting visuals and camera work to go along with it to keep the, the momentum going. And I think it does that fairly well. Mm-hmm. It's just the toys themselves that are maybe the little aliens that are a little goofy because they're just toys. But uh, that that works. And like I say, you get the little alien guns, you get her like, you know, grabbing one, putting it in a, 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 a sheet and like whacking it off the bed. Uh, you get her, you know, she, she she kills one outright. Uh, the flying saucer on the house, which is kind of traditional flying saucer, although I would say it's a bit more, I guess, rigid than that, like, in the sense that this is literally like a ball with like a plate around it, as opposed to like yeah. an actual flying saucer in your head, which I think is more of a smooth transition to the, the round part. Right, uh, right. But I don't know that. It's a cool know. model. I like when the when the um the staircase opens up and you can see a shadow that also looks like a toy kind of moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little goofy, but I, I think overall the episode really works. Yeah, that's the thing. There's not a whole lot to talk about in the... You know, obviously, we'll talk about the ending in a minute because that's really the main thing to talk about, but there's not a lot to talk about in the progression because it really is just she sees one, she hides. The other one starts coming in. Uh, there is quite a, quite a funny element because it, it introduces with the camera. It really emphasizes like, the knife rack she has. And then later mm-hmm. on, one of the toys has the knife, so that we see the knife coming like through the door when she's like trying to open the handle. <laughs> that must and stuff. have been like a huge manga anime sword to that little toy. <laughs> what you're saying is, is it must have felt like Final Fantasy, as we say. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> yes. toy. Yeah. I think would have been huge. So but I like when it comes out of the bag, like it's trying to defend himself. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. And then... the toys themselves—they look a lot like, uh, like Forbidden Planet robot. Um, they do, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, I think is was a cool <laughs> was a cool choice. I thought. Yeah, I, I guess keep in mind Forbidden Planet would have been relatively new when this episode aired. I mean, this mm-hmm. episode aired uh, in January nineteen sixty-one. Uh, mm. So that this this would have been a relatively. Because I think Forbidden Planet is like 57 or 58, I want to say. I think it's towards the end of the 50s. So... Um, I'll check. So using like the iconic robot as the sort of a design basis for these aliens is kind of like... 1956. Okay, a little bit earlier. But still, relative, I mean, four years. I mean, hell, four years ago, we just got... What was that in 2016? Uh, tons of things that don't feel that old. <laughs> I just have a bad memory. That's all that is. But... Yeah, so I think that's kind of cool. And then we get to the ending, of course, which is she's killed one, the other one's got back to the ship, and she's, like, smashing the ship, but she stops at one point because she hears something, and it's, in English, we hear someone over, like, a radio com say, we're in a land of giants, don't send anyone else, we can't take them on, don't do it. 
and then she smashes it and you know whoever's inside dies finally and then the camera sort of like focuses on something we hadn't seen yet on the ship which is uh the u.s space force uh, air force uh, it, was, it was air force sorry but it was like yeah. space probe one at or the something time when they still thought that uh the air force would be the ones who would go into space ah uh, yeah trust that's right yes i have to remember the context this is like b- way before the moon landing <laughs> <laughs> and my yeah. Cat, yeah, I have to think about that. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's uh, the, the twist is, is that the, the the aliens are actually humans. Uh, for some reason, in my head, because I remember the twist of this episode, in my head, I really thought we saw them at some point, like actually out of their suits. I thought we saw little humans at at the end, but we don't. Uh, we no, just hear the voice. We hear somebody, and they're not credited. What I like about uh, this, because I was thinking about this as I was watching it, that I feel like most directors or most filmmakers would have her talking to herself throughout uh you know here or there saying Most like, episodes of the twilight zone would have that yeah yelling leave me alone things like that you know when it feels appropriate mm-hmm. but it actually makes sense when you think about it because even though tv and movies often ignore this very vital element right but the truth mm-hmm. is is the alien should not be speaking english so i think it's actually kind of neat that this actually leaves it open to the idea that no she just doesn't speak english she speaks if there's a line when she speaks she speaks something that we wouldn't understand or recognize of course, there wouldn't be anything that looked like a human on another planet either, but that's just not how evolution would work. <laughs> Unless we all come from the same source and aliens dropped us off in two different planets at some point. No? Hmm. I like that idea. Where did that come from? <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I would believe that. I'm just saying, in theory, that would be one explanation for having humanoids that look the same mm-hmm. on a different planet. Uh, yeah. Because... That's why Star Trek covered it. <laughs> um, well, that's always been my explanation for Kryptonians. They're, they're, just, they're just humans, uh, but born under the different sun. Kal-El mm-hmm. gets his powers when he gets the yellow sun. I know I'm being nerdy, but you brought up Star Trek, so... Fair play. So, you know, deal with it. Uh, but the end is fun. I mean, it's kind of a predictable ending. I mean, Tara did correctly guess the twist after we stopped recording the last episode. She said, "This is this <laughs> yeah, is." Yeah, but you know, if I had watched it without, without knowing the twist, without hmm. guessing the twist beforehand, like if I watched it as it aired, and I saw little robot things, I might not have assumed that they were human. Oh it sure, been like a twist that would really work. I thought it was kind of smart to use um, robot-looking spacesuits with laser guns. Oh no, that's 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 totally fair. I, but that's the thing, though. Like you, you guessed that not because you remember the episode. You guessed it because it's a you similar told me there twist. Was a twist. Well, there's usually a twist, but I think you guessed it because they've had the exact same twist essentially a couple of times already. Yeah, it's a bit of a trope for Twilight Zone at this point. Yeah, that the aliens are actually the humans. Uh, you know, or basically just the whatever one you think in the episode story is a human, flip it. It's the other ones that are humans. Or the other planets Earth, or the other, you know, whatever right. it is. Like, that's become kind of a trope in Twilight Zone. So I think it was. I think it would be possible to guess. If you'd been someone who'd watched all the episodes, if you remembered them well enough, because it is wor- worth mentioning, of course, people would have had a gap between season one and two at the time, and they'd have maybe not remembered all the episodes as well as we might do. But... Sure. I think Except- it's possible last time we last time we did the review you said uh aliens end up at her house but there's a twist and then i went oh well then obviously we're the aliens (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So you That's think, why I guessed it. <laughs> so you think the way I phrased it is why you guessed yeah. it? Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, I, Paul, I sorry, I spoiled it's a surprise it. Surprise twist for the Twilight Zone. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, I said too much. Oh, it's all right. Uh, to be fair, actually, wasn't I just reading the IMDb description? Was that my phrasing? Uh, I, the the twist part, I think you added. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, uh, don't apologize to me. Apologize to the people who also were spoiled. <laughs> I will take this moment to apologize for uh, Tara. Oh, this is getting turned around. What a twist. <laughs> somehow this is your fault. I'm not sure how yet, but somehow it is. And I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> somehow, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, no, the episode's fun. I mean, it's just a nice little suspenseful episode. It's not my favourite suspenseful episode, though. I, I love the, the, the goofiness of it. I love the twist. I, I, but I do genuinely think the direction is a lot of fun and the, the lighting's a lot of fun. But I would definitely go with the, say, the, 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 the mannequins in the department store as being a genuinely creepier, or even, obviously, Eye of the Beholder as being a creepier, unsettling kind of feel. This, is, this was more B-movie, goofy fun, as opposed to... Yeah. Genuine. It was also really cool the decision not to let the main character speak the entire time. Like having a Twilight Zone with no dialogue that was still really interesting to watch was, mm. you know, a big deal. Yeah, I respect that. It forces the uh, all the other elements to tell the story. So I, I I find they have to get more creative, and that that usually breeds good ideas. So exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, sometimes it's just smart to have your character shut up <laughs> and yes. do a story like that. So, uh, looking to the next episode, uh, it's called A Penny for Your Thoughts, uh, Serling at the end. It does look like we're getting the film again next week, so we still have three of those videotape episodes left. Where are they going to be? We'll find out. But uh, next week he talked about a, a person who ends up with uh, telepathy, basically. He doesn't use that word. I don't know if that word even was commonly used at the time when this was made, but... <laughs> That's what he, he says, read mains. Here's the, uh, here's the description. Although IMDb uses this word. Gaining telepathic abilities when his coin lands on its edge bank, Clerk Hector B. Poole learns about the difference between other people's plans and fantasies. Uh, mm. And uh, Serling also said it gets him into a spot of bother, so. Yeah, okay. I think I remember this. I, I certainly remember the, the coin landing on his side being a thing. I don't think I do remember it. I definitely I saw all of season two once upon a time, but I, I don't think I remember this. Maybe I'll come back to him as I'm watching it. But yeah, the visual of the coin being on its side and granting like an ability. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I recall this one. Yeah, that's fair. Starring one Mister Dick York. What a name! Notably, he was in a previous episode. He was in the Purple Testament episode. I knew I recognized his face from somewhere. So, this is the second time in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that was the one where the soldier could keep seeing when everyone else was going to die. And the reflections, you could see them have a glow if they were going to be the next ones to go. He wasn't the star though, right? I don't think so. I think he was uh, he was in the hospital bed maybe or something like that. He was, he was definitely a prominent enough role because I remember his face. So, that is next time. So, we'll see you for that. But that has been that has been this episode of the Twilight Zone. And we actually did make this over 10 minutes somehow. I guess we just waffled about talking about things <laughs> so thank you very much for watching we always appreciate it do like uh, on youtube uh, liking helps us a lot even if you're subscribed it does help 
the YouTube algorithm uh, spread us out to more people. Let let it know that you recommend it to other people and that kind of thing. Uh, so do please do that. You kind of you can do that for free, of course, but you can also support us for uh, for some monies, can't they, Tara? Why sure. If you like our content, you like what we do, and you want to support the show and the channel, check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate uh, $1 per month, the bare bones minimum, you will get rewarded by getting these episodes a day early, right? No, that's $5. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You will be rewarded also, with bonus episodes uh, of other shows we do. <laughs> also, it's uh, a week early for Twilight Zone, but that's what that oh. here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> one day. Somehow, one day I, I'll get it right. <laughs> you've actually been doing the main part perfect for a while. I've just been trying to train you to add in the five dollar part, and somehow you let that mess up the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I have Kelly Bundy syndrome. I learn something new and something old has to go. I don't decide what. Well, some, well, one, well, you did, you did hit the big two five a while ago now. So I, I guess <laughs> that was a joke in the show. There was a, a scene where she was with her friends. And said, you know, one day we're going to hit that big two five, and then it's all downhill from there. Uh, that was that was a joke in the show. What show? Are with children? Oh. <laughs> you brought up Kelly Bundy I've watched a lot of new things since I watched that show <laughs> <laughs> the review's over they're not listening anymore thank you very much once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys and the Twilight Zone